Right, well, this is show 127, and normally I say, hello everybody, welcome to Sunny 16, and, uh, but last time, we, well, a couple of shows ago now, we were trying to get me out of a funk, so I thought I'd try and do a new intro for the show. How's it going so far, Rach? Yeah, alright, not too bad, thanks. <laughs> okay, I maybe try and like wordsmith it a little bit later on, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but I thought, you know, it didn't do any harm to try anything new. What about you, Graham? Is this working for you, this this new style, new opening? I'm waiting for you to break into some freestyle beatboxing and then I'll be happy. Oh, no. I'm not really great at beatboxing, to tell the truth. It was... No, really? Oh. <laughs> no, no, really, it, really. I'm about... No boots or cats. <laughs> Well, okay, Graham, I... you asked for a uh, rap, didn't you, um, on uh, backing paper? Yeah, so that, uh, definitely knows what's going to happen. Definitely, oh. they're, they're, that's not something I am going to participate in at all. Probably for the best of everybody there. I think I think it probably I think it probably is. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, this is show one twenty seven, and um, I suppose we should say something about one two seven film, shouldn't we? But I don't know uh... anything about one two seven. Uh, I think the only thing we need to say is that 127 Day is coming up very soon on the 7th of December and um, 127 Film Photography, never remember. Anyway, find J.M. Golding. She's the person for 127 Film and um, bask in her knowledge and reflected glory. That's what I say about 127 Day. We probably should have spoken to her about 127 Film for 127 show but we didn't because disorganized uh never mind doesn't matter though because we've got somebody awesome one instead somebody well you have organized awesome. a super special guest for today haven't you we have a brilliant guest today and i want to say a big thank you to andrew bartram a delightful gentleman and one of the hosts of the lensless podcast a pinhole photography podcast who on twitter um tagged me on a tweet about a lady who we're going to be speaking to in just a second saying Sunny 16 podcast should really talk to you. Um, I was, of course, piqued by this and so I went and had a look at the website to see what the work was like and was instantly delighted by it uh, and very quickly got in touch um, with Claire Marie Bailey. Claire, welcome to the show. Hello, Graham and F Rachel and Aid. Thank you for having me here. I'm delighted to be here. It's fantastic to have you here. Um, as I said, you're going to your website was just one of those moments for me when you you just see some work and feel like oh oh I've not seen that before <laughs> which is such a rare feeling um and any listeners who want to kind of have an idea what we're talking about as we're going along should go to your website which is um claire which is spelled c-l-a-r-e uh marie bailey the rest of it's facebook.com um so you can see claire's picture because it will make it far more uh understandable um but claire what I'd love to start off with, because your work is so distinctive and um, interesting, but it's grown yeah. out of a place where I would not naturally expect um, <laughs> great, because I, I largely grew up in North Wales, so I oh, know what it's you? like up there. Um, just down the other side of the of the um, estuary, I, I was uh, Clan Roost. Um, oh, which Clan is, Roost, yeah. Yes, like, I mean, you can see why creativity is not a thing that leapt to my <laughs> mind. Um, you were born and bred in Anglesey, which for anybody who doesn't know, is a, a dinky little island just off the north coast, just off the coast of North Wales. Um, Home of the Red Arrows, if I remember rightly. That's right. Yeah. Up the road in the RAF Valley camp. <laughs> the, so the, so, I mean, the RAF is kind of the only thing on <laughs> Anglesey, really. well, that and sheep. So um, could you talk to us a bit about how you got into photography and um 
what has in, what were your early inspirations that have led you to creating the kind of work that you're doing now? Because like I said, uh, it's quite spectacular, but not what I would expect from somebody growing up <laughs> in a very rural area. Um, I think it's been, I suppose like a lot of people that get into photography, it's been quite a journey. Um, I first got into photography, I think when I was about 14, 15, and um, I went to the local Hollyhead Secondary School on Anglesey and a teacher there was who clearly had an interest in photography and she'd set up a little dark room and she opened it up to anybody that might be interested and um, a friend of mine called Lisa she started going to it after school so I joined her and that's kind of where it started really and um, also I was always quite curious um, about the environment around me and about my hometown. So I, I, I live now in Bali, which is a little village of about 2,000 people, but I grew up in Holyhead. And I was aware from quite a young age, really, that there was a lot of um, characters um, on the island. I used to work in a little news agency as well called Chadwick's News, and a lot of these characters used to come in. <laughs> and um, honestly, and, and where I grew up as well, everyone has... has um, has nicknames so we had people like um John Bam Bang who that's his name because he worked for the lifeboat and set off the flares um there's a man called Dick Ariels everyone was referred to by these nicknames and I was aware that <laughs> hang on can I just get yeah. Dick, Dick Ariels Dick Ariels yeah that is what but, I love about Welsh <laughs> nicknames they're very on the nose yeah there was and there was uh, someone else Dave Babby Man which is Welsh for uh Dave Mummy's voice. So all these fascinating characters were, were were living around me and also coming into the, the news agents where I where I worked after school and also after college. Um, and I just felt like some of them were so magical that I needed to document them and capture them. And so um, I got to know some of them. And for instance, there was this wonderful woman and she's still alive actually and I keep meaning to track her down. She was called Oriel and she was known locally as Catwoman because um she lived in this house and it was quite overrun by cats um i think she had some problems there um i'm not sure how clean the house was but she was just a vision and she'd come gliding down the high street in this big fur coat um the red lipstick hair done a certain way and there was a sort of faded glamour and charm about her and i just felt like she was one of the people that i wanted to to capture and i did um, and so it started like that, really documenting the local characters of my of my hometown, really my environment. And then um, out of that grew. I was always with my friends. I'd have a camera, um, just a cheap camera, a film camera. Um, the, the when I was documenting the characters, I had a camera that my dad gave me, which I've still got, a Canon um, A1. And then the other with my friends, I'd sometimes just have disposable film cameras or cheap points and shoots. And I'd find that I would always um, just have it with me and then look forward to getting the prints back. Um, and then it kind of faded a bit. Um, and I was very, very into cinema, which is a big influence on me. Spent a lot of time watching films. Um, and I initially felt like I wanted to get into moving image actually and I used to I toyed with the idea of being a like uh, being a film director and I did a course but frustrating it never really came to anything um, and again dipped out took my pictures um, had all these ideas but didn't really have 
how can I say the the skills or the know-how to to make them come alive really and, and I think as well um, the background I came from and the town I came from is quite a working class town so I never really pursued art in school or later on in college even though I was always gravitated to to the arts and to artistic people um, but then about 10 years ago um, I got a little camera someone gave me again a really cheap um, Kodak point and shoot camera and this was the digital one um, and I just something clicked in me excuse the pun something clicked but I just kept it with me and I started taking photos um, cons- constantly uh, setting up little scenes um, in, in my house um, and just working towards these little visions um, and then I moved on I got access to um, a proper digital camera if you like but there was something about um, what I was getting or the results I was getting or digital that for me didn't quite work um, and it felt cold to me um, and then I think it was um, at the same time um, Olamography was emerging and I be- was reading about it and then I got a Holger camera initially and that was my that was my beginning really of my kind of commitment to where I am now I suppose to to film um, and it was in that period that I decided, oh, actually, photography is something that, I don't know, I, I felt that there was almost like this germ within me that I felt like I felt compelled to create. And I haven't stopped, really. And I just went about kind of teaching myself, really. And in a way, I've learned backwards. Um, I'm dyslexic as well. So, so the technical side of, at times, of photography, I felt quite intimidated by. Um so I kind of started off just learning intuitively, um, and then and then quite recently, really learning the technical side, making more sense and being able to absorb that. So sort of learning backwards. But then I think for me, it's almost like everything I've ever done has been upside down, inside out, and back to front. So it it kind of fits with my personality, I suppose. Um, and then I decided as well that I wanted to learn um, darkroom darkroom printing and creating work in a darkroom environment and because of where I live as well because it's quite it's quite rural and isolated there's lots of pros um, I've got lots of ready-made sets and um, beautiful landscapes but low density population means I've really struggled at times to sometimes connect or find like-minded people and when it came to trying to ac- even access a darkroom I had to drive two hours one way um to to undertake my course and that's what i did for three years and i really enjoyed it and i'm back in a dark room and the closest one i've managed to access is about an hour away so <laughs> there's pros and cons uh to to where i live but that was that's kind of how i initially got into my photography and also through cinema cinema being such a big influence on me um it's got me to the point where i'm at right now so it sounds as though you went through obviously a lot of um, I mean, from starting off from shooting the interesting characters yeah. like die aerials and <laughs> Oreo, um, and um, have moved through as all of us do different phases of yeah. your work. Um, the cinematic influences in the work that you're currently sharing that is on your website and on mm. your Instagram feed, um, those cinematic influences are incredibly strong. Um, how long have you been 
particularly shooting in that style is is that a groove you've really got into now yeah it has i think ooh, how long that's a good question probably about seven years but even though when i look at some of the work even though those ideas and visions were in my head i think that as i've gone on i've got more skills and i still don't feel i'm anywhere near having the skills that i probably need to to to, to completely meet the visions that I have in my head but I think that was the starting that was the starting point um about seven years ago and, it, and, it, and it's and it's just grown and grown most of your work like 90 something percent of it is <laughs> is self-portraiture yeah. is this is this something that stemmed from the fact that there's kind of nobody else on your island except for you <laughs> well it, interestingly yeah, it's sort of I didn't necessarily start out actually thinking, oh, um, I'm definitely going to do self-portraits. Um, I initially was always looking out for sort of maybe other people that would be happy to model for me. But what I learned quite quickly was um, quite a lot of people would let me down or um, I'd say, oh, you know, I'd arrange something and then they were ill, or they didn't show up or I'm not going to be free today, Claire. And so I decided to use myself because I realised that... Um, I was the most reliable person that I knew, and um, I was always, you know, always available. And if I had a, had an idea at four in the morning, then I could couldn't wait to get up and get out. Then that was that was okay. So I, I initially started out um, not necessarily thinking self portrait is what I want to do, but then it became something that as I was doing it, I realised that I actually really enjoyed it, and I got something out of it, um, and. I remember as well um, watching, uh, again, another cinematic influence for me, um, one of my favourite films, Kieslowski's film, The Double Life of Veronique. And that whole film um, has a theme of, of uh, doppelgangers and doubles. And it was this idea that really kind of captured my imagination, if you like, that um, there could be one of, every one of us has a double somewhere in the world existing. And um, we're just going about our business and, you know, imagine if we caught a glimpse of that other double. And I kind of sort of almost became fascinated with this idea of, of um, doubles and parallel lives and how you could exist on different kind of levels. So I could exist as this character in my kind of photograph and that would, that world would um, once it had been created, I was there existing in that world as um, in tandem with kind of the the world I'm in now um, in real time, if you, if you like. So I just became fixated and I actually began to really enjoy it. And this whole thing about um, reinvention, I think reinvention is something that it really interests me as well. Um, so it's become now um, something that, yeah, that is very much part of my work, becoming different characters. and Because <laughs> I mean, we've mentioned, like I said, that your work is very cinematic and I suppose probably should be a little bit more specific. Mm. Your your work is very um, to 50s and 60s alternative yeah. cinema in particular. It has um, a very lo-fi feel, lo feel and also kind of a, a surreal look these are not the films that necessarily would have been playing down the Odeon on a, a Friday night no. these are the things that you can have to go out and hunt down mm-hmm. yeah Very... no, that's, that's that's definitely true um and that's another thing about living where I where I where I live 
um, we didn't have a cinema. We had a cinema, then we didn't have a cinema for a long time. And um, so I, I have had to hunt things down. And I've, I've met, you know, a couple of friends who have similar interests and we'd swap music, swap films and film ideas. And also um, when I was growing up, um, part of my family's Italian and I spent a lot of time with my um, my Italian grandmother, who also, um, in a very Anglesey way, lived around the corner. And uh, she watched a lot of films. She watched, watched te- she watched a lot of telly. She watched a lot of films. And she also watched a lot of world cinema. And I'm not sure whether she actually watched it because um, she was into world cinema. I don't, I don't know. But whether she watched it for the language because Italian was her first language. And so she, I sat through um, as a child um, watching films in her house and some of them, not having no idea what was going on, but some of them, through the lens of a child, they were quite captivating films and, and the imagery. And and also, um, I remember my dad as well. My dad, he, I remember him watching some world cinema films. Um, in fact, it was through uh, Kislav, some Kislavsky films that I got into through him. And it was my father, actually, that got me into David Lynch. I remember he had Blue Velvet and um, I came in and when he was watching that and some of the scenery just sort of captivated me and that was kind of how I got into sort of uh, David Lynch and then just watching a lot of TV I'm a big Hammer fan fan as well I love Hammer films and uh, they used to be on TV uh, late at night um, Friday nights and I used to really enjoy watching them so I've picked them up through and then just reading about film and I've spent a lot of time in cinemas (laughs) Um, if I go if I go away to city um, if I go to Liverpool or Manchester, if I go to London, I'll always check out what's on on the cinemas. And um, locally as well, we've we've um, we've got a couple of um, art centres now that show cinemas, not to the extent you get in the cities, but I'll always use always dip into them. So yeah, so so cinemas been a been a big one, but also um, TV movies. I love TV movies. I like B movies. Um, yeah, so, but they have been, yeah, big influences that, yeah. Can, can I ask a, a yeah. question, Claire? Um, yeah. my, I, it's it's not really my, my field, but my, my husband had a little look, obviously, at the shots, because okay. it's very much his his sort of, like, area as well. And he was like, these are incredible, just look oh. so, so cool. <laughs> and, um, and he said um, a couple of them that he picked out, he said, this one looks a little like um, Blood on Satan's Claw and, obviously, Holy Mountain. And he oh, showed me... Ma- yeah, he showed me those, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's such a like striking image." And I wondered, how did you approach that? Was it as a homage to it, or did you take it just as up like an influence? Or yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question. I did have holy, I did have holy mountain in mind when I made that, mm. um, and I did because I do like Jodorowsky and and mm-hmm. El Topo. So I think I probably made it more as a homage mm-hmm. that one more than an influence. Yeah. Um, which one did you say? Satan's Claw? Yeah, that... he said that one looked quite like um, a still from Blood on Satan's Claw. I don't know if that's okay. one that you've, you've seen or maybe, maybe you know, that if you if that's not one you've seen, perhaps it's quite interesting that your work has obviously evoked some of that <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I've not seen that one, but I'll have to look it up and have yeah. a look. Yeah. Um, and I particularly love the one of um, you wearing the, the, I presume it's yourself, Claire, um, wearing the, the silver moon hat. Fascinating. That's oh, incredible. yes. 
Yeah. Uh, and and you know, can you tell me a little bit about like the influence behind that? And also, where did you get a, a silver moon fascinator? Oh, gosh. That's the other thing. <laughs> in Anglesey. <laughs> no, not in Anglesey. That's that's the other that's the other con of where I live because I I like to uh, when I get my ideas, they either come from um, watching films. So if they are directly influenced by films, I'll usually have watched, just watch a film recently or it'll be a film I've watched in the past, I'll re-watch it and I'll get ideas and I might um, print off little stills from mm-hmm. the film or little characters that I like that are going to influence me and I might make my own little storyboard. Um, sometimes as well, um, I just kind of put my mind out there and I see what comes in. And um, sometimes, and I think for that one, I remember... If I if I I just kind of drift off into little day, daydreams, if you like. Sometimes mm-hmm. I actually go and lie down, and I just think, oh, what's going to come into my head? And <clears throat> I work with whatever comes in, and then sometimes I think, oh, great, something's coming, and I'll just leave it a couple more days, and something more will come in, and I'll form it around that. Mm-hmm. And that sh- that um, photo shoot you're talking about, um, I think that came more through less from maybe films but more through kind of just dreams and putting it out there but my my outfits um I have to source them so mm. I, I use eBay a lot and actually that came from I, I got that from Thailand and it took about eight weeks to get here <laughs> um, wow. that ha- yeah and it, in fact I got another they I got from them another big um like witch's hat which is absolutely fabulous um but it's so big Um, (laughs) yeah and I haven't actually I haven't done anything with that I did take a couple of pictures but the they didn't actually turn out I wasn't happy with them so that's kind of sitting there as a prop that I think it still needs to be kind of yeah. realised and used yeah I'd love to see your dressing up box at home oh, amazing <laughs> I'm about um yeah I'm on about six suitcases now yep. uh, full of stuff <laughs> and I vacuum pack them and everything yeah so yeah I, it's something I actually really enjoy um getting the outfits getting the props and mm. giving a lot of thought to them and clearly there is thought in that isn't that you know they've all been very much thought through um and like you say you know if you've got that idea in your head and and you've ordered something you found you've done the research you found the object and then you've waited yeah. eight weeks for it to arrive yeah <laughs> is there any is there any point during that time when you're sourcing things when uh, perhaps your ideas have changed and actually you've ended up going in a different direction and not ended up realizing the original idea not necessarily, because I once I have quite a formed idea in my head, I'll it, I just hold on to it until mm. until I can get out and and and, and shoot for for that. You've got um, to do it. You have to yeah, do it. I have yeah. to do it. And um, but I might be doing another one at the same time. Mm. Um, and and that that that's how I work. And and I've I've worked. I got to the point as well now that if I go away anywhere, so if I do leave the island. Um, which I do, and if I go on I'll go on a holiday or, or, or go away for a weekend, it will always involve now um, a photo a photo shoot. So I'll think about where I'm going and get my get my imagination going. Mm. Um, and and I've tr- I'm slowly moving because my comfort zone has always been kind of um, outside and creating scenes and sets outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm particularly on Anglesey, um, on the kind of south coast of southwest of the island, where we have these like beautiful sand dunes, and 
um, for me, they're quite magical, and I feel like I can they can, uh, I can create these kind of like deserty spaces. Um, and Anglesey itself, I mean, for me, is quite cinematic. Um, the 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 seascapes, the 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 um, oak wide open spaces, and it has a certain atmosphere. And for me, depending on the weather as well, it can feel like I'm in. It can feel like Midwest America. I can feel it can feel like California. It can feel like Greece, and so uh, and so um, that's where I go. But if I leave the and so that's my comfort zone. But I'm I I've been trying to do more indoors, which for a long time was not my comfort zone at all. Because I remember the first time I took an SX70 camera <laughs> indoors when I was staying in a hotel, and I thought, oh, I'm in this really nice room, and I'm going to do this. Had all these ideas and took a whole case of um, outfits and stuff and then the whole thing fell apart because it just didn't work in, in, indoors but at the time I, I didn't you know to me I didn't have that kind of knowledge but mm. so shooting indoors has always been a bit out of my comfort zone so I'm m- moving more into that territory now and and trying to use not just available light um, I've got like a lighting rig that I've not long had and ah, so, so you begin to that you're doing it as as continuous light and or flash yeah. or yeah okay not fl- yeah yeah not necessarily flash but yeah I've got little LEDs that I've just started get, got into um so if I go away now anywhere I if I well if I go on a holiday I'll always think if it's I'll usually select where I go around um <laughs> what shoot. you want to shoot yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will and what ideas I've had and what the place might 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 suit that um and then if I'm going like for, for a weekend and I know that I'm going to be staying in a hotel then I'll maybe I'll sort of research where I'm going and look it up uh, online and see what I can see what I can I can do yeah um one of the things because you were saying about the fact that Anglesey can uh, the areas that you love in Anglesey down on the beaches can feel yeah. like California or um mm. Greece and that really does shine through in your photos to the point where there was some debate as <laughs> to whether or not these can't all of you know obviously some of them aren't because they <laughs> have got uh like uh columns and stuff in the background that look yeah. like they definitely but most of them I'm guessing must have been shot in, in Anglesey and they they don't feel like it at all. They do feel like you could be in Nevada or California or, <laughs> or anywhere. Um, has your choice of what equipment you're using and what films you're using, has that affected how that's gone? Has it made it easier, easier or harder uh, as that's gone forward? Um, sorry, how, how is my... The, the, the equipment that you're using affect the look that you're getting with that? Because your images are, are very lo-fi for the most yeah, part. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, moving forward, I, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question actually. I think move. I don't know how it's going to pan out moving forward, especially when I'm doing more indoors door shots because I I did the bulk of my work on on Polaroid, so I really needed a certain temperature um, and a certain and and you know the lots and lots of light um, to give me the look I wanted. And although a lot of them are shot on Anglesey, not all of them are. Some of them are shot in were shot in Spain, southern Spain. Again, my cinematic influences, because um, I love spaghetti westerns, mm. and I couldn't afford to go to California. I've always wanted to go to California, which I'm hoping to go next year. Um, that was, um, the, the, you know, going out to um, southern Spain with the aridness was 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 uh, was a great experience, and also because of all the films that were connected there. So some of them were done there. 
Um, so, yeah, moving forward, but I, I started to do more on 35 mil, um, which is different. And actually, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I've become really interested in um, large format photography. And um, I noticed, I think you had someone on, was it from Intrepid? Um, yeah, Max. Camera, yeah. And I just, I wonder how that would work. Um, and, and also Polaroid, do 810 film, which looks lovely. And some of the results I've seen lovely, although I don't really know how it would, I'd have to learn I well, think you processing stuff. Yeah, I think you also might have to sell the entirety of Anglesey to fund that. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, probably. So it's probably out my in my out my budget. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I love. I mean, some places on Anglesey, um, like not just the beaches. Like I went out the other the other week. I mean, it's a it's quite a well known place, Paris Paris Mountain. I don't know if you've heard of it, um, and it looks again the, the the scape of that it's a copper mine but the colors there um and the backdrop again you could be in kind of um midwest america in in high summer but yeah so i try to select um and create my little sets on, on, on angle series to whatever my ideas are but it's interesting because a lot of people um, assume I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an American uh, photographer. <laughs> so maybe that's, uh, I'm achieving something because I want to cre mm. create these kind of dreamy, kind of deserty California stuff. And I think I'm so, I've so, so much been influenced as well by, um, like you say, that 1960s California counterculture, um, Sabrisky Point film is one of my favorite films um sort of a vibe that i don't know whether yeah so i'm pleased if that does come through um I, looking at your pictures and as you know rachel and you were discussing they're yeah. all um they're very well thought out these are not just happenstance pictures they are set you you use a lot of props um the clothing that you're wearing is fantastic they're great outfits and really incredibly varied and obviously a lot of time and effort goes into the setup with this um have you found that working by yourself has really enabled you to explore this more because you've got no constraints of worrying about somebody else and equally, moving forward, do you think that it might start to hold you back as your ideas get bigger and grander to not have other people to work with? Or do you think you can still go further with it just by yourself? Um, I think well, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, yeah, I usually always work by myself. Um, sometimes a friend will be with me or some of my shots, um, I, they're not me. Most of them are me, but the odd shot I've got like a friend in or someone that's happily agreed to, to, to model for me. Um, I think my personality, I've always been a bit of a lone wolf. I think I've never ran with a big pack of people. And so when I go out, I, I, it's almost like it's me and my pack are my cameras. Um, but that said, yeah, I, sometimes when I look at different works or some of the ideas, I think, oh, it would be really, it would be really nice if um, I could work with other people or there was a few people that maybe I could have have in the in 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 the in the images rather than maybe me trying to be lots of different characters sometimes. Um, so yeah, possibly, possibly. From, from a practical point of view, do you yeah. find that a challenge not having an extra pair of hands, an assistant, somebody to actually? It has been, yeah, no, it has been. Um, 
or sometimes on some of my on some of the images that you see where I think oh the composition's been um quite tricky for me it hasn't quite worked out I'll, I'll reset the whole thing up again and mm -hmm. maybe ask a friend to come along and, and help me but it is it can be part of the challenge but also quite frustrating when you're like with a lot of my self-timers and you're <laughs> running backwards and forwards and then I've got like I use a fishing rod I've got like a like a kid's fishing rod because I'm not actually very <laughs> tall I'm about five foot three so <sighs> I'm quite small so I've got like a it's like a almost like a it's like a child's actually fishing rod with a net it's pink and I I tend to put that say in the sand if I'm standing and focus on that and then it's like running around and then throwing the fishing net out of the out of the frame um so there's <laughs> lots of different things that I have to try and do um at my, 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 my setup but yeah definitely and obviously um you don't see all the the images that go like really really wrong <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, your, your work r reminds me a lot, although it's very different in a lot of ways, yeah. but your approach and the sort of the lo-fi aesthetic and uh, the nature of it um, really reminds me a lot of the work of um, D. Elysia, who we had on at the beginning of the year. Uh, and in both cases, just uh, this D's work is almost all self-portraits. And that thing of how how are you getting these portraits? Because as you said, it is that thing of, okay, set the timer, run around and get into yeah. position. And that you're doing that on film um, in particular, <laughs> seems like really hard work. Yeah, no, I quite enjoy it. You know, I, quite, I find it quite, um, yeah, I just get so immersed in it. And I feel like some, the biggest, sometimes the biggest problem I have is that um, I run out of time. Mm. Um, and all the, the, the light goes or something that you know the weather's just gone the moment's gone um but I, yeah I still I still quite enjoy that and then it's the kind of anticipation of either waiting to see the images um which although I lose a lot of instant film for me sometimes it's not that instant because <laughs> I, tend to, I tend to shield them and then I won't look at them sometimes for like 24 hours because I, I feel like I want to give them the best chance they can to for the color for the colors to come out um and, and whether that's be also because i've been on that journey with when it was impossible project before it became back to polaroid originals and some of their film stock was quite unstable and so you had to shield it quite quickly or or it would just completely overexpose and blow out although sometimes um that effect was actually really quite nice nice and dreamy um so it's that kind of yeah quite exciting then seeing what i've got or if it's like 35 millimeter, wait for it to be developed and, and and see what I've got. And then, of course, um, I do some black and white as well in the dark room. So that's another thing that I enjoy um, creating, yeah. really. And you're saying about your, your dark room and, and the fact yeah. that you're really getting into the dark room side of things. Um, yeah some of your work uh you you've used double exposures quite frequently and i'm, I'm yeah. guessing that a lot of them if not all of them are in camera double exposures yeah. um is this something that you're also looking to explore with the darkroom stuff sort of using the, the print side of things to start um creating yeah. sort of montage images and stuff definitely definitely yeah i do yeah most of my double exposures are done in camera um but some of them, I mean, there's there's a there's a black and white picture. I think it's on my on my website, and I think it's me in the in the trees. Mm, yes. That was actually that was in the dark room. I did I, I created that in the dark room. Um, took me quite a bit of time, but yet yeah, definitely that is something I I I want to look look into more. Um, 
I just love dark. I just love dark rooms. Uh, I think there's something about them that they they just I find them really therapeutic and they really slow me down. And I think once you get into that, once you've all sort of sat up and you you get going, possibly after the first half hour to an hour, I, I feel like I could just keep I could be in them for for hours. And I I find there's something really nice and magical about working on a print. Um, to a point where you sort of get it to it, meeting something that you see in your in your head, because that's what I'm always trying to trying to get to there. But yeah, I I want to spend more time in a dark room, um, and I don't have my own. I'm afraid I don't have the space. Um, but that is something I I dream of having my own dark room, because uh, I'd, ne- I'd never be out of there. <laughs> Given the fact that you are out on your own and some of these yeah. concepts are um, the, the fact that you're their self-portraits and multiple exposures, um, some of them must be incredibly difficult to carry out. I'm looking at one now, yeah. which is um, a picture. And I said, I'm not sure because of both cases, the face is kind of obscure, but it's um, uh, somebody in front kind of on their hands and knees. Is it with a fire? Uh, yeah, oh, the, yeah, I'm yeah. literally looking at that as well, Graham, what? at the same time. Right. We, 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 so, how? Yeah, so how? <laughs> there's fiery bushes on either side, and yeah. there's, and, and there's a, somebody stood over with um, a light in their hand, kind of just glowing. How? What is yeah. going on there? How did you get that? Because that looks okay. so. Some work has gone into making that picture. Yeah, some, some, that's an image that some work has gone in. So some of that was done, some of the actual, the, the, it's both me and two different characters. So some of that was in camera and then some of that was post-work afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I don't do a lot. Um, I do some, but I don't actually do a lot of, um, I don't do a lot of Photoshop-y sort of stuff really. Um, but that did have some, yeah, that did have some work done on it. I just trying something <laughs> so what was it about digital that that didn't work because given how um yeah. you love to explore and love to create yeah. these different things that sh- a digital is a shoe in for being easier to achieve a lot of these things what was it that wasn't connecting with you for it i don't know it, it felt every I, and then maybe it was just my skill level i don't know but i i felt like the, the work that i was producing was um it felt i can't explain it just felt cold to me and um everything was too too crisp and, and sharp and I know that's what some people that's some an aesthetic that some people really you know that's what they go for but it's not something necessarily that that I, that I like it just felt cold to me it, it, it probably makes no logical sense in the sense that um I've got this thing about white white towels and white underwear I can't I can't use a white towel I can't use white underwear because they feel cold to me and it doesn't make any logical sense but in the same way the work I was producing with the digital camera just felt cold to me. Um, and it was when really I got into, um, the, 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 picked up the film cameras again. And I started off using a lot on the Diana camera, which I, I really love a Diana camera. And I know they're really cheap, but I still really love them. And when I look at, um, what's it, Nancy Re- Rexroth, is it? She did a whole load of work um, on her Diana camera. It was just so dreamy. And it, I just love the the textures, the imperfections that you can get with film. Grain, obviously. I love grain. Not everyone loves grain. I I, I really do. And I felt like it was the, it's just the warm, it's just warmer. Um, and I wasn't just getting what I wanted to achieve with, with, with digital. So I stuck with analogue. And I love as well, I just love the whole process. So I, I like um, putting the film in my cameras. I like winding the film on or putting the you know the the um, integral film into the 
it's the Polaroid cameras. I love the smell of film. Um, and if you're in the dark room, I just love the whole process um, that goes on there. Um, and uh, yeah, so digital, also... yeah, digital didn't just quite work out for me. I know some people do beautiful work with digital. It just didn't kind of work for me at that time. And I think that I've never looked back. I've stuck with I've stuck with film, really. Yeah, um, I, I sometimes wonder, not certainly not for everybody, because as you said, we've seen some um, beautiful work <laughs> by people on digital. Um, but I think sometimes for some people, because digital is kind of, oh, you can do anything with this. And there's almost like there's, there's a, a bit like that picture we were just looking at where you were able to take different elements and create. And, and the fact that there's no limits can make it harder to suddenly <laughs> in a weird yeah. way um push against that um it's really interesting for me that uh the work you've created inspired by um a lot of a very low budget cinema uh, from yeah. the 60s and so in the perfect environment just like they did you know they were out shooting and making the most of natural light and using cheap film and cheap mm. cameras to get what they wanted and you've followed the same path because that's what you had available to them are there things as you move forward, other cinematic influence influences or otherwise that you're thinking, I'd really like to try and go down this avenue um, and, and where is that taking you? And what do you feel you need to kind of learn to move on? You said about moving indoors now with natural light. Is this the, yeah. the general progression? Yeah, I, I certainly, yeah. Because again, I'm just sort of teaching myself through just reading books, looking at other people's work, um, speaking to people. <laughs> Um, so definitely lighting, really um, indoor lighting, um, LEDs, how I can get the best out of that. Also as well, I've been making um, little short films as well, moving films. Um, I've got like Super 8 camera, which I really love as well. That was given to me and I didn't use it again for about 10 years. So I've, I've started to make, at the same time that I do my still work, um, little films I've got about seven now um and the idea is they they kind of bring my characters that maybe are in the stills stills to life um so that they will be like companion pieces for each other um so I hopefully get some on my website soon and um uh been working with um a friend of mine who's another um very talented very humble artist he's a, a, a musician um Jim, Jim Knight, he, he's done some of the soundtracks as well for the little films. So I've got a series of stills and then I've got little three minute film shorts as well of my characters sort of coming to life with some music. So that's something that I'd like to, to build on for sure. The performative aspect of it does seem to be a part that you're very much enjoying with this. <laughs> it really comes through in the pictures. It's, it looks like you're having a damn good time out there making <laughs> <Yeah>. these pictures. <laughs> Actually, can I ask um, a, a quick question about that? Yeah. What's... Um... What's been the local response? The local response, you know, I don't think that anyone really knows about my my work that well locally. I've got a, I've got a solo exhibition actually coming up um, next year mm -hmm. in February, and that's in um, the local art centre, the Keldra Centre mm -hmm. in Anglesey, and that means a lot to me because that's in my hometown. Yeah, so that'll yeah. that'll be interesting. Um, so yeah. I Nobody's don't... ever stumbled across you whilst no. you were in the middle of setting up. Oh, I mean, it looks very yeah. well. Well, that oh. wasn't just that. Um, I, I more men really, people, you know. Yeah, you were talking have... about. 
Yeah, because you were talking originally about um, how you took photos of these amazing characters who were in your local community. Uh, and I wondered if um, if there was a similar kind of like what the reaction had been locally to the work that you were now producing uh, as well. But also on the side of that, has anybody uh, come across you in the well middle I of have. Yeah, it's, inter- it's interesting because I, quite often I'm, I choose quite um, isolated little places or I isolate myself off so or I'm mm. at a time when there's not necessarily anyone around. Yeah. Um, but I did a, did a body of work, um, oh, when was it? Earlier this year. Yeah, about May time, I think it was. And I did it in Port Marion, which is about an hour's drive from here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know Port Marion. Um, it's where they filmed the prisoner. Yeah, the amazing um, yeah like village. Number, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. And it is just like photo heaven there, mm-hmm. and it's just that's in a magical place in itself. And I, and I thought, oh, I want to do a some 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 images there. And so of course I did. I'd gone there one day, and they've got the hotel down at the bottom, and I wanted to do some in the <laughs> inside. And um, I saw two people that I knew as well, didn't I? Because the other thing, because I don't know whether done a stereotype that being part Italian and being brought up, I was brought up, um, I was raised a Catholic. And so, and in fact, that's another influence of mine as well, that the, the Catholic Church, because as a child, I was so theatrical and all, quite, all these rituals, it had a big impression. And I actually bumped into two nuns from... <laughs> From the from the church, who <laughs> were out? Who were out on a? It was a Sunday. They were out on, on a, a day Sunday. out, <laughs> and there I was in like one of my wigs with all my all my stuff on, and they sort of could see it was me, and I was just like, oh hi, you know, and they're like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, good for you, and it was oh dear. Um, some people have some people have have seen me and have just not batted an eyelid, but yeah, yeah. And my mum, um, my mum's seen my work. Um, I don't think she knows what to make of it, and she'll sometimes say, oh. You doing pictures again? What are you doing? And I'll say, oh, oh, is it is it you? Is it you with those with guns and things? Oh, and she goes, oh, that nonsense. So that's that's sort of my mum's reaction to my work. I think um, she likes to check out what I'm doing if it's safe to tell maybe some of her friends. You know, what are you doing? Have you got a gun? Is there any any nudity? Is it you know? So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what she makes of it in <laughs> her friends in the in in the next year. I mean, the important question is, do they call you Claire Click Click? I mean, have you risen oh, to no. that? No, I haven't. It's <laughs> funny because because I worked in, um, I don't, if I've got any sort of like nickname, I'll be Claire Chadwick's, which was the shop I worked in at school. It'll always <laughs> stick and I'll never be anything but Claire Chadwick. Honestly, everyone's got their kind of name. So I haven't become Claire Click Click yet. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> well, one can dream. Um, <laughs> You you have such a consistent body of work. Uh, what what have you done with it? Uh, I mean, you're saying about this gallery showing you've got um, on Anglesey, but what else have you done with it? Has the work been shown? Have you have you put books out? Where has it been? Um, I've been in a couple of a couple of group shows, um, and that was quite that was quite nice. And mm. I don't know, uh, one of them was quite meaningful for me because. I was in a group show in in London. I've been in a couple in London, and um, one what if you look on my website as well, there's a one of the characters actually that I got to know in recent years. There's a there's, there's a gentleman on there, um, and his name's Cyril. He's he he's dead now. Um, the older chap in the car the, at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and he was just one of these natural. Um, eccentric characters that I thought, yeah. my God, I've got to capture him. And he used to drive uh, Morris Minor at about 20 miles an hour. <laughs> and it was all 
um, all the outside of the car, he it was covered in like fresh flowers, and I just thought I've got to get him. So I I approached him one day, and I was really nervous, and I always get quite nervous. And uh, he was like, oh yes, and he was he was just such a character, and, and it's it's a shame that um, I didn't have some of the skills I've got now um, when I when I knew him a few years ago because. I actually used to go and collect him sometimes and we'd go out um, in my car or sometimes in his car to take photos and he was just really charming and he'd tell me all these quite biblical tales you know he was really quite a quite a real character but the inside of his flat he lived in his flat was just it was just magic it was like he had wirelesses he still had gas lamps it was like stepping back to I don't know 19, 1930 1940 and and it's a shame because um, he became unwell and, 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 and he died. But um, not long after he died, I was accepted into a group show and it was his picture that they chose. So for me, I remember thinking, oh, it was really meaningful. And I thought Cyril would be really proud. He's mm. hanging there in uh, this gallery gallery in London. So that's, a, yeah, a couple of group shows. Um, I've just been in, um, I just came back from Paris. I was asked... Um, the curator of the instant art um a polaroid exhibition oh wow uh, yeah, that, the Paris po- photo uh, yeah show. that was it that was <gasps> really oh, that, that was really great that was oh, wow. congratulations oh yeah. thank you yeah so i was part of that and that was really great to be part of and it was lovely to meet everybody as well and everyone was really nice um and and, and interesting it was nice and i was quite excited as well because there was some people whose work that i've liked and followed for a long time um Carmen DeVos was one. I've always liked her work. Mm. And she she was there, and I I bought her book book from her, and it was nice to chat to her, and and, to, and it was interesting because she to me does amazing work indoors and interior. And all her work is beautifully lit, so it was interesting that that's not my comfort zone to to, to listen to her and and what she does, and it was nice to be part of that. And you know, mm. I did feel quite intimidated because it felt like the bar was really quite high, but. Um, yeah, so there I was amongst it all. So that was that was quite how, how did you um, get involved in that in the first place? Did you put yourself forward for it? Did, t- did people come to you? How, how did that work? Um, I, uh, I was contacted by my, through Instagram, yeah. The curator, he got in touch with me. Um, his work's really great as well. He does a lot of uh, nude Polaroids with a kind of 70s feel. Yeah, he, he contacted me and asked me if I would want to, if I'd like to be part of the, the exhibition and I was obviously I was flattered and delighted yeah. to be to be yeah. to be asked. Yeah. Um, so slowly, I haven't made any books or zines, as they say, but yeah, I'd love to. But. <laughs> it does seem like I said your work is kind of crying out for that kind of treatment because it is so consistently on theme that um, anybody who likes one picture is probably going to like oh. uh, everything that you're doing there. Um, it is a uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm somebody who has. Uh, very little knowledge about that kind of cinema other than in the broadest possible sense <laughs> but even so I look at oh yeah I get I get where this is going from I mean age you're older than everybody I mean th- does this harken back to your era of cinema can, can I I've been waiting to get a question in for ages actually but, <laughs> just, just, but you, you and Rach have been asking some good ones um yeah so hi Claire I'm Aid. hi Aid. <laughs> So um, the uh, yeah, I mean the 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 look is something I really love, and um, I'm only a little bit older than you, Graham. So uh, I wasn't <laughs> there when these films first came out, but I yeah, I, I I love a good Sergio Leone western, and you know, and stuff like that, and and uh, 
it's um it's something i enjoy a lot and um, i tell you what i have though that i've got to ask a question i've been trying to ask this for about 45 minutes now <laughs> so i'm going to get it in um the the thing that is for, for me that that's standing out here is is all the creativity and as um, you may not know, Claire, but the, uh, I, I've been um, hauled over the coals by Rachel and Graham recently for a lack of creativity. <laughs> no, that is not true. That's not true. Sorry, what I meant to say is Rachel and Graham have been helping me out. To, to the tr- truthfully, I have not taken more than yeah, a couple of hundred photos all year, and most of those are digital. And and actually, I, I know I, I agree with you in a, in a way that some, sometimes I'll take digital photos and they feel cold, and I know I should be shooting on film. But the thing. For for me is where do the where do the ideas come from so we've talked about some of your influences and and yeah. your points of inspiration but you know have you got six suitcases full of ideas as well yeah I, I don't know I just my sometimes my mind just just doesn't switch off and I, I've got so I I'll always now carry um a little notepad with me or if sometimes if I don't have a notepad I'll type things into my phone because I ideas will come from anywhere so it might be I might hear a song and that will trigger just almost like little visions in my head um and I'll see things from start to finish I thought oh I'm good that's something I want to run with um or I'll just kind of put my mind out there I can't explain it where I think oh I really I want to uh, I, I want to do a a couple of new shoots and maybe if nothing's coming through I'll just put my mind out there and, and something will come through for me to, to latch on to but a lot does definitely come through, um, through through film, through music. Um, other, sometimes, sometimes other people's people's work, and so maybe it's not necessarily obvious. Sometimes when I look at my own work and I think, oh, I know that that came from the seeds of this idea I had, but or maybe it was influenced by a certain film, or maybe it's not. Never turns out maybe exactly how I'd like it, but um, the blueprint was always from maybe a film or a song or just or just a dream. Um, I do a lot. I do a lot of dreaming. I mean, uh, not just like when you fall asleep and you you have a dream. I do just like to kind of sometimes just lie down and let my kind of mind float. And I I think I've always been a bit of a daydreamer as well. I mean, it was one of my old school reports actually that my mum has. when I was seven, it says the teacher had written um, Claire's Claire's ability to daydream is is alarming. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it said, and it said um, you know, one day she's going to have to find out the harsh reality that uh, you know daydream is not going to pay her bills. It was like, and I thought, gosh, you know, even at seven, I was kind of like quite a, a drifty, dreamy um, sort of a, a person. My mind was obviously going off elsewhere. Our music's been a big influence as well um lots of ideas come from from, come from music did you send the um invite to the paris photo show to that teacher and go well (laughs) (laughs) how much you know So it, I think yeah, a combination. It's um, it's incredible. It's, I, it's it's something I think I can I can understand that, or I can I can empathise. I should say I can understand it quite a lot. I can I can empathise a bit. You know, uh, I find I often, you know, ideas pop into my head uh, in, in downtime, 
you know like I will yeah. be uh, uh I commute for my work by car at the moment and I I t- find I have some ideas in the car which is annoying because then I can't write them down <laughs> and I also have a really crap memory so, <laughs> so, so I suspect <laughs> I've lost more than a few but the you know it or, or or even yeah just before I fall asleep at night and then I have to pick up you know a piece yeah. of paper or my phone and type an idea in and and stuff like that but it's I don't know I think I need to I, I think I need to be more daydreamy really yeah and, daydreamy <laughs> and think up because that's that, I think that's where some of you know that, that is where some of the ideas come from some of my ideas I should say come from yeah. but it's it's it's, I don't Honestly, know. I, I just don't. I don't seem to often to have. Well, that. yeah. the, the, that's one of the. That's where I was going to go next with the question, actually, Rach. Because it's you know, is is it something that you can practice? Because I could, to be honest, mm-hmm. I could do with the practice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just naturally daydream off. I think um, sometimes though, I will. I like to just sometimes just go and lie down. Um, deliberately sometimes if I think I'll see what comes and I'll just lie down not deliberately wanting to go to sleep but just almost that not quite sleep but you know you're awake but um, I don't know maybe it's just something that I've always done dreaming or almost like a meditation is it yeah yeah maybe um, and, and, and sometimes you know I don't know I just the, the idea sometimes just comes sometimes my problem is that I get too many um, too many and then my and I feel my problem is that sometimes I don't have the the skills or the know-how to 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 execute them mm. um so I sometimes I feel like I'm technically weak maybe um where other people are, are strong and but yeah sometimes I don't even know where they come from they just they're just they're just there um mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's something that's it's something that I'm trying to work on at the moment. It's uh, actually it's uh, you know and and to 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 take on more projects and to to mm. have more inspiration and stuff like that. But yeah. I think I think I probably need to 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 figure out some sort of I, I don't want to say process, uh, yeah. but some sort of some sort of party trick. <laughs> <laughs> a technique. A technique. A technique. A... Technique. Thank you, Rach. You know, technique yeah. is a much better word. Yeah. So something that I can, I can, maybe not rely on to generate ideas, but something that can at least provide more opportunity for them. I, I think another place as well that I've, I've got inspiration from is um, art galleries. I used to always gravitate if I went in them to the photography. Surprise, surprise. But I think that from taking photos it's given me much more of an appreciation of like paintings um and sometimes if i if i go into a gallery and i'll like us all will get drawn to think oh i like i like this painting you know this this one doesn't do it but sometimes i think that i've had inspiration from from paintings as well so it can come i think it comes from anywhere or sort of like people that i might see um i i mean going back to my character work i i was driving twice it's happened there's, a, there's, there's one character at the moment that I really I've seen them around and I haven't had a chance to to make contact with them um I saw them at a bus stop and I turned my car on but they were gone and uh this 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 lady and if, if anyone's listening and uh lives on Anglesey and knows this person then please let me know and and um she's got lovely really really long she's about in her 70s long gray hair down her waist and just again looks like 
quite a vision and I thought oh she looks so you know what's her story and she's quite in my mind about mm. how, how I, I can almost imagine her in an image and um, so sometimes it can be people that I see but yeah lots of different places mm. so I think I've got some work to do <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you Were just you... need to trip to Anglesey Aid. Yeah, I, I did go know. to I did go to Anglesey. What I've only ever been to Anglesey once, I'm afraid, and that was uh, that was for a motor race because right next to the RAF oh, base is, is, this, yeah. is the racetrack, isn't it? Um, which, uh, if uh, in fact, I always crashed actually because I, the, there's one point at the racetrack where you come up the hill to a blind corner and you have to brake really hard. And as I did so, the red arrows were practicing in the sky right in front of me. <laughs> and I nearly just shot straight off the track. Probably would have ended up in the sea. But <laughs> luckily, some sort of instinct kept in, kept kicked in. But, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe, maybe I should, um, Try and go somewhere that's. But you, surely you should be able to find inspiration where you are. I mean, I I work in perhaps. Windsor. There's a bloody great big castle there, isn't there? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> perhaps you just need time aid. You know that all elusive time, time to. You know, to you know, I don't have to... any time. Time is not something that I have. That's but, that, and that is no. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. And and that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe that is the difficulty. Is because if you if you can carve out that section of time to sit and let your mind stop whirring, um, you can then get to the point where you get past like boredom and twitchiness and start to let like a few more ideas actually that are probably already there, but you just haven't had chance to let them fully realize themselves. Um, Maybe that's kind of, unfortunately, maybe it's just the fact that you need some time to be quiet and, um you know let it let it come to you yeah I, yes yeah i i'm smiling because <laughs> of course it's the one thing i don't have mm. um yeah. but uh that's that's okay i can you know i've i've done this before where i found ways of building stuff in you know i have a whole great collection of photos i've i've shot over years of wandering around london and that's just been built yeah. into my commuting you know mm-hmm. and when i've been working in london so there, there, there is stuff that i've managed to make work um uh and i think yeah at the moment i don't at the moment i don't have that i don't have the i, I haven't worked worked photography into my daily commute or anything at the moment mm. and, and maybe mm. and maybe that's mm. one of the reasons i've been shooting less but um I, I, I don't know maybe maybe i need to go get some dress up outfits and run along the beach <laughs> Oh. <laughs> not sure I'm not sure I'd be able to yeah. you know pull it off but we'll <laughs> you, you've got all the wonderful Victoriana charm of London um that you could uh, tap into or go to Highgate Cemetery and tap into the, <laughs> the yeah old that's park. true actually I've never yeah, been to so Highgate sorry, Cemetery oh, I, I, I love London and um I went to Highgate once and it was the best five pound I ever spent. I went, <laughs> I went on a tour there and it was just so fascinating. Um, and I did actually have a camera with me, but it was it was just too dark in there. <laughs> but yeah, great place. Mm, so, yeah, isn't do, it? Sorry, Greg, Do you think that growing up in somewhere like Anglesey, which is a, a fairly you know, remote, quiet, mm-hmm. low population place, kind of gave your imagination the room to grow and breathe it needed to give you the space to do all the daydreaming that has kind of really enabled this creativity and then given you quite a blank canvas to express it on? Uh, I, definitely, definitely, I think so. I think that Anglesey's definitely um, shaped my 
visual imagination without a doubt um because it like i said you've got the i've said this before you've got the the you've got the sort of the biblical skies you've got the wide open spaces quite a special light um can feel quite atmospheric you've got um just quite mysterious seascapes um so all that has definitely had an impact on me and i think um but I didn't realise as well when I was when I was you know a child we, we grew up as well by a beach and um, also near some fields where I used to go and just look at the horses. I was quite frightened of horses, so I know I know people that used to love to friends that used to like to horse ride, but I never wanted to horse ride. I just like to look at them. Um, but just being around that kind of nature, and I think um, yeah, I think it was a bit of a canvas really that really did shape my imagination um and uh, and yeah maybe, it does maybe seem... the seeds of my daydreaming were from, were from were from there maybe yeah it, it just seems like a kind of incredible serendipity that mm. the cinema that you fell in love with and got shown and exposed to at an early age uh, and it was just perfect for the environment you were growing up in to recreate because i think yeah. a lot of people um might look at anglesey and because the thing is and, and come on again well there's not there's not much there you know there's not grand scenery in the way that some places have you know it's, it's nice but it's not you're not going to go there and necessarily you're not shooting landscapes you're not doing this you're yeah. using the island as your um uh what's the word i'm grasping for here backdrop, uh, backdrop. Yeah, my little sets. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, um, my little sets. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, definitely. I think growing up there has has shaped that kind of imagination. And and also, like I said, um, strangely enough, I think s ties into um, the Catholic Church as well. Because I think that obviously I'm quite lapsed now. But as a, as a as a as a as a as a through the lens of a child going to the church, it felt quite theatrical so all the priests wore you know big colorful um gowns and they'd be you know bright rich green or gold or purple with symbols and you know if i went of an evening with my mum or my grandmother it would all be in candlelight and then you know it hit all your senses and then you'd have the the incense and the singing and i think for me it was quite it was just quite it sort of of impressed on me that all those rituals and the sort of theatre of it all and I think that I carried some of that as well into 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 my into my work as well that that is an interesting thing I was brought up a Catholic and I am also yeah. very lapsed um, <laughs> and it, it but it never leaves you um, yeah. in, in in any number of delightful and horrifying ways but the it but I, it's interesting you say about the theatre because you know, yeah there, there there was that element of it um, uh, I, I can't say as as I was overly impressed by it actually. It's a different. It's funny how it hits different people in different ways, mm. isn't it? Yeah. You know, but clear, clearly, you 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 know, you were almost in, inspired by that by the sound by the sound of it, or or at least it had a, an impact, a creative impact on you. Whereas, yeah, I, and I think the stories when I was a child as well that you you don't question necessarily, but um, you know, I was hearing all these tales about. Um, you know, people rising from the dead and, you know, uh, water being turned into wine and all those kind of quite um, epic kind of magical stories that you you, you hear um, or that I heard because um, I was schooled in a faith school as well, a, a Catholic primary yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, me so, too. Yeah. So, mm. so I think all that kind of 
all that had a, had had an impact, I think, and an influence on me, definitely. Mm, intriguing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were clearly a much more tuned in person at that age than I ever was. <laughs> I think well, I just. Doubt. According to my teacher. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that's what makes the yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, that that um, that's that, thank thank you for thank you. I've I've, I've sorry. Uh-huh. I probably owe you an apology because I've I've tried to use you try, almost tried to use you to solve my own problems, and that's not really why we get guests <laughs> on this show. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I, I uh, you know so those are some of the things that have been going through my mind recently. So thank you very much for helping me out. <laughs> so. Uh, um... I know you said you got the gallery showing in in Anglesey, and you had the stuff being shown in Paris. Yeah. Is there anywhere else people will be able to find your work? Or at the moment, is your website the best place to go and see and experience your work? Um, at the moment, yeah, my website. I'm I'm in the process of trying to up, change it, update it a bit, so and get like those some of those films on there. So yeah, my website, um, Instagram. I'm on Instagram as well, um, and Twitter. Those are the three main ones that I use. And then, yeah, it'd be like um, the exhibition in February. Then I've got another one locally a year after that. Um, and who knows? <laughs> who knows what? Um, but, yeah, uh, so, yeah, website, Instagram, I think, would be the best. I, I, I really hope you do do more with this film work because your your um, pictures, you are clearly so good at pre-visualising exactly what you want the image to look like, Um in such a distinct defined way that it seems that you are absolutely tailor-made for working in uh motion pictures as oh, well thank uh, you <laughs> i think that would be great so i really hope that uh, more of that happens um and i i'm just really looking forward to seeing more of your work i was sort of thinking as we was we were talking uh, about the two people who your work kind of sits for me really nicely between as i mentioned earlier Dee's work which is this lovely lo-fi self-portraiture mm. and um and the work of gillian highland who I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her stuff no uh, I'll, I'll look her up yeah um it's it's very different but it, it's um it's very thought out it's not self-portraiture at all um but yeah check it out and have a look it's yeah, these wonderful definitely. scenes that she creates this wonderful wonderful mood and um yeah, it's because it's very different Graham, look to yours. Yeah. Who is who is the second person you mentioned? Sorry, because my signal broke down a little bit just at that point. Gillian uh, Highland, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I thought you were talking about her, but I thought I'll just check because <laughs> uh, it disappeared. Yeah, and and it, the the cinematic element of that definitely is, uh, as you say, it's a very different aesthetic, but um, but the way that it's being uh, thought through and and presented, I think, is uh, yeah, I can see why why you'd why you would say uh, say um, mention her name. I think that's fab. Yeah, it's great. All stuff that I love, so it's wonderful. And and finding you at that intersection was mm. an absolute delight. So thank you again to Andrew Bartram for uh, alerting oh, yeah. me to your presence. Aid, I think I'm going to send you some five-minute meditations, <laughs> just so that you've got you know, you've got them. There's there's some fantastic yeah. apps now, um, and uh, if you can just do like five minutes, that might you know might be the practice muscle to try and have a go um, and see see how you get on with that. Sure, I don't think I've ever done meditation before. <laughs> you can do some very very quick ones rather than like feeling like you've got to take you know twenty minutes or an hour or something you can do like five minute ones and uh, you never know what might come from that so 
try it and see. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, uh, well, you know. Maybe not while you're driving. Maybe but... not. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, that, in fact, definitely, definitely not, not while you're driving. Definitely not while you're driving. Yeah, well, I suppose I probably shouldn't close my eyes while I'm uh, driving, but, uh, it, yeah. it, but you never know. You know, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> the, the other thing you could try, Aid, taking away from Claire very much, is um, doing some self-portraiture. Because you you have total control over that, then you've got everything you need. Because you're the model, you can you're very good with lighting, so you've already got a head start there. And and playing around with that, that could be a really good creative way of doing stuff. Because you've clearly you know you you love um, a lot of cinema and music. You're a big cinema um, music listener, and uh, I'm sure you have a lot of influences you could bring to bear. Um, so maybe that's something you could give a go to. Maybe. <laughs> actually eight did you want to talk about um in the our news section of our show notes you did mention collaborations and maybe they're an update and things like that as well is oh, that something yeah, you so want that, to come just, on to just by way of a sh- <laughs> just by way of shout outs really just to say yeah because it's this is show 127 isn't it and i think it was 124 so three weeks ago when we when um we, which was uh you know me on me on the couch being coached by you guys um uh, about my uh, my issues <laughs> not so much issues but um certainly lack of photographic productivity this year um uh, yeah no and i just want to say first of all thanks to everybody who's who, who's given me a, a shout out and has said as has come and said yeah be up for a collaboration i i'm hopeful i've replied i think i've replied to everybody perhaps with the exception of fraser i'm not sure because i i was listening to backing paper this morning and uh you graham you read out an email from fraser and i'm not sure i saw that one yeah sorry i don't think i forwarded that one on to you because it wasn't it wasn't until he got halfway down that he mentioned about it so i obviously didn't read it until i read it on the show so yeah apologies for that That, that's all right but yeah so so fraser i'm not i'm not ignoring you i just haven't i just only found out sort of third hand from listening to a podcast that you'd sent an email (laughs) it's an unusual way of communicating podcasting i know but there you go um so yeah um so shout outs at the moment not just to fraser uh, but uh so I, I have my first collaboration uh, I think group set up at least it's it pretty much set up so um, big thanks to Joe Baker for helping make that work uh, so Joe Baker, Tom Barrett, Tom Waterfall and Alex Yates um, we are now a little collaborative group uh, you called a collective now, I think, Aid. Oh, is, that, what... is that what we are? A collective? Okay, so uh, I think... Posse. I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, no, so thanks to Joe for, for reaching out after show 20, 124. Um, we've got uh, a little group now which we're just starting to talk to each other and uh, the theme we've got, uh, funnily enough, you were saying about lighting, Graham, the, th- the theme for that one is called Not Ambient. Mm-hmm. So the idea being that um the the idea being that you have to manipulate the light it doesn't have to be all artificial it doesn't have to be indoors or outdoors or anything but just just that uh, the the light is 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 not just lying where it falls it's being manipulated in some way so we've got no no idea yet how that's going to go um uh, we're going to i think we might be doing some sort of you know editing down each other's in, uh, images to find the good ones don't know what the output's going to be so that's going to be interesting uh barnaby nutt a uh, friend of the show got in touch um uh barney and i are barnaby barney who's barney barnaby and i sorry barney. Hey, he's a very friendly dinosaur <laughs> we apparently we're going to be exploring childhood memories which is interesting 
So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a, a, an interesting one. There's going to be a difference in that one because um, eagle-eared, eagle-eared, yeah, the eagle-eared listeners will no doubt remember that that Barnaby uh, moved quite significantly moved where he lives mm-hmm. uh, to Ireland uh, not so long ago and so he's nowhere near his childhood memories um, but I actually have lived in the same town for about 35 years so I've got a lot of childhood memories from right where I am because of course I'm only about 35 and a half so you know um <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> so, well, is anybody still there listening? Yes. No, I'm not actually, all right, all right. It was my 37th birthday last week. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Uh, oh. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, so you've got a couple I haven't, uh, not sure yet. So this next person, I'm not even sure of his name, quite honestly. It might be Flower. <laughs> oh yes yeah i don't know what eric was doing there yes. yeah hi eric good to hear your voice on the show this morning um i'm pretty sure with graham that this gentleman is named stephen flower and not stephen flower but we, you never know you never know there's a slim chance that graham and i might be wrong and if we are one of us will apologize i was gonna <laughs> say i'm not expecting that apology from uh, from graham <laughs> anytime soon uh so yeah and and uh, uh, uh another chap whose name uh, i i fear i may um butcher a little bit but uh hi to svein olav humberset um uh who i believe might also be welsh um and <laughs> <laughs> It's a good Welsh name. I think he's called um, Swine the Butcher. Oh, no, that was his bike. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, hi, hi, Swine as well. Uh, just, yeah, we're, we're talking, haven't quite worked out some stuff yet. So, yeah, I'm already feeling more energetic about this stuff and it's good to, to have some, some things to work on with people and um, no doubt some people who can keep me working as well. That's that's a, a key part of the, the requirement for the process for me. <laughs> You know, give me something to aim at, mm. give me some deadlines to hit, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, interesting. So from our, from that yeah. show, 124, um, I've yeah. started working on my projects. Yeah, Graham, what are you up to? Oh, it's all going very well, really moving on forwards with it. Um, a lot of progress has been made, so that's really cool. What about you, Rach? Oh, super smooth. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm nearly finished. I mean, <laughs> only to be expected, right? Yeah, um, yeah considering good. I said I'm starting in January, you know, I'm already two months ahead of myself. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yes. um, okay. Well, enough. the gaps are still there. So, uh, but it will happen. It's just um, I'm going to wait for my my January start start point. So, uh, yeah can't push me into it <laughs> no no that's fair enough fair enough but it is um yeah i am looking forward to this so thanks everybody for getting in touch um yeah. and i was uh, gonna say how are you feeling about like that idea now that it's started to become a bit more of a reality the whole idea of collaboration and doing that kind of work i nearly put, some, I nearly you, put some film in a camera today <laughs> oh that's amazing i'm so pleased yeah not quite no actually oh. i am <laughs> No, I'm 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 looking forward to it. The the not ambient thing, the the mm. the theme w- was was something that I wanted to do, because uh, I one of the things that I do really enjoy with photography is working with light. Yes, and that's your thing, right? Yeah. It, well, it's yeah, it, it is. It, it, it you know to a large extent in in a lot of in a lot of ways, um, and. Uh, actually do you know what i could do with getting back to that because i do enjoy it um mm. 
and uh, it's it's a, a couple of things have happened in the last even just the last week or two which is we're getting to that time of year now where my kids are doing Christmas shows and uh, all sorts of yeah, stuff and, and so I've actually had to take a couple of proper photographs in the last week and a half or so uh, of the kids and I even caught myself getting out different lights and stuff like that to try and make that work so so I'm, I'm, yeah, I am looking forward to it, and uh, in a in a box in on the shelf, not far away from where I sit to record this show, is my Bronica, hey. and that's and 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 I am determined to use that Bronica. Excellent, uh, Claire. What do you what do you find you you do when you're in a bit of a photographic rut? Because I think all three of us have have found it difficult to one make time for personal projects, um, but also you know we've, we've all struggled with actually what do we do uh, as well you know um just that that idea of when you get a little bit stuck what do you tend to do what helps um i think again you mean stuck for sort of ideas or just yeah sure sort of motivation um, yeah motivation i guess really again i suppose for me it would be immersing myself in cinema <laughs> i love cinema spaces um mm. i love going to them i love i think they're great spaces where you know I don't know everyone comes together and shares the light the dark or whatever but uh, I suppose for me it'd be getting out onto the cinema or sometimes just maybe getting out and um walking I I, I like to sometimes just walk um close to the shoreline as well um and and that can get get some of my if I, if I feel like I'm nothing's coming through for an idea that can get things mm. stimulated um yeah. yeah, I suppose for you, because eh, you used to do quite a lot of walking around London, didn't you? Um, or, or to work or back from, and, and maybe with that change of that not being the case now, maybe that's partly partly the difficulty. Um, yeah, it, it it is, yeah. So yeah, so so that was a time when I was making opportunities, and I've mm -hmm. I've got less. Uh, less oh, sound stuffed less opportunity to make opportunities at the moment but I, <laughs> which i which i you know sh should work on but um it's uh yeah it, especially at this time of year when you commute in largely in the dark yeah yeah <laughs> so, so it's great i get in my car in the morning and it's dark and i go to the office yeah. and i sit in the office all day and and i get i mean i can have a little bit of a walk out at lunchtime um uh just to, but that's really only just around the shops and to get a sandwich and stuff like that there, there's not so much there, there's not really anywhere near where i'm working at the moment to, to that that is within a walking distance to do a sort of a loop round somewhere and then get back into the office in time to do the rest of the day's work but that's okay. so there's less so there's less ambient light around obviously so yeah it seems like it's a good time well, isn't it then, i really to look love at, i really love the light at know. this time of year mm. i love that because mm. because i do i do like one of the things I like about shooting outdoors is at this time of year when the light is warm, but it's also still quite harsh. So mm -hmm. you can still get, you know, some really quite hard shadows. Yeah. Um, but but there's something something about it for me. And I think in, in some ways it plays to some of the uh, the cinematic in, uh, you know, um, techniques that i enjoy or the cinematic aesthetics that i enjoy which is you know very well crafted light and and at times like you know, this time of year you can often craft the light by walking and seeing something and then you know working around it a little bit 
you know, to try and mm. find, make the most of the light that's out there. I mean, often it's often when I, you know, I'm out doing that sort of thing, it's actually the light that catches my eye and makes me want to take a photograph. It's got nothing to do with the subject. Yeah. <laughs> I see the light first. You mentioned those uh, leaves the other day that were, were they all like backlit and things? And it was, it, it sounds very much like it was the light that you thought, oh, that's a beautiful bit of light there i yeah. just need to capture that with yeah. my phone you that's know, exactly and... what it was yeah that's exactly yeah. right yes well remembered i'd completely forgotten about that but that it it, it is it, it was the you know just all of a sudden the light caught my eye and and that was it then i i had to figure a way of taking a photograph and it was only a couple of moments but and, and it was only on a phone because that was all i had with me but you know that made all the difference <laughs> mm. so uh yeah it, it for me often it's light first and subject second um and uh yeah that's that it's just the way it hits me really but there you go <laughs> ah dear oh well so i yet again i've managed to make the show about me <laughs> i feel is this it's graham is this what it's like in your world <laughs> uh no in my world it should always be about me and it never is it's a terrible travesty but you know i'm working on it <laughs> oh well would you like some pointers <laughs> no it's all right it's all right <laughs> My life isn't interesting enough to be self-indulgent, unfortunately. It's um, it's just a a tedious void. If I spoke about myself for any length of time, it'd be, well, nothing happened, and then a little bit less happened, so I don't think we need to delve into that. Fair enough. Although I'm not sure I feel self-indulgent as much as pathetic at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit of both. Honestly, though, Aid, did you did you feel bullied? Were we bullying you last week? I hope you didn't feel like that when we were talking to you. It was it was supposed to be for you to you know air your thoughts on stuff, and you know definitely you know from my side of things, can't speak for Graham, obviously, but um, I wasn't trying to pressure you into anything in particular. I was just trying I to was. give you suggestions. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, see, I came away I from it feeling feel quite relaxed bad. and stuff like that. But then my good friend Jeremy gave me some advice. <laughs> he, 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 the, uh, our good friend Jeremy, who speaks truth to power, and especially to Graham. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, I didn't feel bullied at all. Um, uh, it, it was, it's all right. It's, uh, no, I yeah you know, that that conversation actually was a genuinely therapeutic conversation for me. It you know so yeah you know, it's helped me it's helped me get through something, hasn't it? You know, I mean it's not exactly like you know like any of my creative woes were life threatening, um, uh, apart from maybe for several roles of film that are going to get it in the neck sometime soon. But the, <laughs> but it, it, you know it's it's it, it was a, it was a, a a great conversation that I enjoyed and has been genuinely helpful to me. So no, and now I. Yeah, like a list of five five different groups or individuals who you're going to be perhaps talking to or working with or what have you. So that's cool. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the the process has worked, hasn't it? It's helped me out. So no, I don't. No, I don't. Take a little bit more than that to make me feel like I was being bullied. Okay. Okay. Ah dear. Okay. Well, I tell you what. Um, that's probably near the end of the show. Is it for this week? Unless anybody else has got any business, Graham, any other business? No, no, I'm just super busy getting on with all my photography that I'm definitely doing. It's going very well. I'm very glad to hear. I look forward to your ex- uh, your exhibition. Um, I think we should all be looking forward to the Cheap Shots Challenge pictures that we've all taken. Because um, as mentioned on backing paper, uh, we'll be having um, Sandra join us on the 3rd of December. Um, so it's a good job we've all taken our pictures for yeah, that. Yeah, mo- moving swiftly on. Um... <laughs> Rach, any other business from you? 
Um, it, well, obviously, we'll be broadcasting on Thursday, um, and I I will be having an exhibition on Thursday, so that's cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, come on. Um, and then, yes, tell tell us more. I've seen some of the. Obviously, you've been sharing some of this stuff with us, but I, I'm not sure how much you've uh, published your or, or made made public. I should say your your exhibition. So yeah, tell everybody what's going on. That was a different exhibition, Aid. So um, uh, on <laughs> on Saturday, <laughs> on Saturday, um, uh, it was the uh, Arts Council funded project that I did um, with the Make It in Libraries um, in in the libraries um, around the Northwest uh, project. So the culmination of that was on Saturday, and we had the launch pop up launch, um, which was amazing to to be able to do and lovely. And unfortunately, I couldn't be there in person, but it was it was a very weird experience to have to like write a speech and send it to somebody to read out for me that was very odd um but uh, i got photos sent through like on twitter and things uh, of people who were who were there because I'd, I'd taken in the the artwork for it to be hung up um so i hadn't actually um seen it actually hung up but um but i saw some photos from the event itself and it looked it looked really quite busy and like everybody seemed to be enjoying themselves and enjoying looking at it so that was really lovely um i've never had that kind of real experience like that before so that was awesome and a fab project to be part of and uh, randomly this all happened at the same time um i um i'd i don't know if you'll remember but um this was actually pretty much like a year ago to the day that I'd gone out with my first pack of the Instax wide monochrome um, that my friend had given me for my birthday last year uh, from New York because you could only get it in America at that point. It hadn't quite made its way over to the UK. So he'd been over there, happened to find it in the store and I was like, buy three packs and bring them back. And I'd gone out on a Mersey meetup, one of the photo walks in Liverpool. um, And, uh, and basically I'd, I'd, shot shot the first pack and um half of them came out and half of them didn't um but three of the shots that came out I really loved and um so I've just sort of had them sitting around not really doing anything sort of floating around um and a local um gallery uh, in Liverpool um had asked for submissions so I thought oh, I'll just send them in you know it's uh, Liverpool uh, ones for the Christmas collection and uh, and they said they narrowed it down to 18 artists. So it'll be a group exhibition of 18 artists. And they asked for all three of the images I submitted. Oh, so cool. that's yeah. going to be launching on Fridays with the, uh, sorry, on Thursday, the private views on Thursday evening between 5 and 7 p.m. Um, in Liverpool at Dot Art Gallery. Um, it's kind of like di- down like Diagon Alley of Liverpool. <laughs> it's very cool little like street, cobbly street. It's all quite a little hidden gem. Um, and there'll be mince pies and some old wine things, I believe, and some carol singers. So that'll be nice. Um, but the actual, actual exhibition is on in uh, from the 23rd till the middle of January. So if anybody is around on Thursday evening, obviously we'll come out, this will come out on Thursday morning. If you happen to be around um, in Liverpool and like to pop down, um, I'll be there. So uh, yeah, be cool. really nice. Nice to do that. Yeah. Yeah, very Thank cool, Rach. Thanks very much. <laughs> Excellent. Well, good stuff. So uh, I think that's all of us. So, um, yeah. well, I tell you what, uh, Claire, have you enjoyed being on the show? Oh, it's been really great fun. Thank you. I've really enjoyed myself. So thanks for having me on and uh, inviting me on to um, share some time with you from Anglesey. 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's been great. It's been great to talk to you. Great to get some some insight into the creative processes as well. You know, it's it, um, and certainly whatever it is, is the magic that you've got going on there. Whether it's daydream related or anything else, uh, it's certainly working out well. And I, and and I'm loving what you what you've got going on there. And I think uh, Graham and Rachel are similarly impressed. Are you not both? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It's it's so um, so different and um, fascinating. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said quite magical. Oh, thank you. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, in which case, folks, that it really is the end of our show today, uh, he says advisedly. Yeah, there's, I think that's it. That's definitely it. We are, um, uh, as well as Claire, we are also on the Internet. Um, Instagram is Sunny16Podcast, as, as is Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can email us, Sunny16Podcast at gmail.com. And um, please do. Website website do we have a website of course yes, yes. we do with all the cheap shots challenge no, shots I know we as well do. i know we do, we do. For, for so many years we didn't actually have a proper website and, and now we do which is why i keep forgetting about it <laughs> and also it's not actually in the show notes i've just realized do you know it's not is it stick it in the show notes and then that may, it in maybe, there now there, maybe maybe then i'll remember it every week yes so go to yeah. our website sunny16podcast.com and uh there you can see all the cheap shots challenge i had wondered graham whether if so when some of my collaborative projects come up whether i could borrow a page of the website but um stick some of the results on there maybe we'll yeah of course you right. most certainly can we'll we'll do a very good rate for you on there <laughs> will you will you now <laughs> Well, I'm very glad to hear it. With a sales technique like that, I, I don't think I'd bother looking anybody else to, you know, to, to compare prices or anything like that. Okay, folks. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, look us up on the internet and send us messages and tweets and Instagrams. Or what, I don't know. what What's the thing called on an Instagram? Photograph. A photograph. That's a good thing. Do you know what? I I recently, in fact, just about a day and a half ago, installed Instagram on my phone again and figured out how to unlock my account, which was locked. Oh, and, well done. and I even posted a picture, I think. Good grief. It's quite a challenge. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm kicking and screaming into 2010. Um, <laughs> and with that note, I'll say um, you will we'll play you out right now um, with music from Rachel's band Rocket. Um, and you can get their album promises i should have kept on spotify amazon or itunes and that dear listeners is the last thing you're going to hear uh on this show this week because sadly um we have finished with the excerpts from martin scarland and um, martin i did forget to mention last week that i was adding it to the end of the show i do apologize but i wanted to finish this show by saying thank you so much for sending us those six audio sound bites about your dark room project we've had some great feedback about it and uh, I, i'm glad it's coming to fruition for you and i hope you're well and yeah enjoying uh, what it is that you've built and yeah, on that it's been note, great. It has been great. Yeah. And on that note, um, it's been an honour and privilege to speak to you all, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.